0: You know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. Hey, it is us, those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton in studio. He is Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave at um, Timbergate Golf Course in Edinburgh, Indiana. And live from beautiful downtown Bloomington, Indiana. Dr. Gary Sales is with us, and we're going to mess with your head for a while.
1: Doc's a head shrinker yeah. and a motivational guy, which means he can get you to do anything that you want to do better as quickly as you can snap your fingers. It's unbelievable.
2: I know,
0: man. Well, who was it that said that golf is a game played on a field five inches wide? Between your ears? Yep yep I guess it can be as good your your brain can make you play just as well as you want to as well as it can make you play badly by having the wrong kind of thoughts in your head
3: absolutely okay absolutely that's that's the name of the game then we, you we, are what you think you become what you believe out on the golf course
0: <laughs> as long as you you are what you eat because then I'd just be cheap and easy. That's ridiculous. <laughs> hey, you know, hey man,
3: whatever you put inside, whether it's words, <laughs> philosophy, or food.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. In which case,
1: I'm a pizza.
0: Good <laughs> <laughs> morning. Yeah. yeah, with a couple of sugar donuts on top, man. That's the way. You it got goes. Oh right. my God. <laughs> yeah, eating healthy is uh, probably not our forte. We're also going to talk to a a gentleman who's got a great story, man. He's he's an immigrant from Vietnam. Uh, came over here when he was 15 years old. Couldn't even speak English when he came, and uh, developed a, a little golf bag push cart hybrid that became the most innovative product at the 2018 PGA Show, which is uh, pretty. Oh cool. wow! Yeah, yeah. So, and he put it together. I asked him if he put it together in his basement. He said, "No, I don't have a basement. I use my backyard." And then when it rained, the garage. So, okay. He <laughs> guy's a stickler for details. But we're gonna be talking with him too. And 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 remember. When when Dr. Sales says you are what you think, that is absolutely correct. And we're gonna talk about I mean, we have mentioned many, many times the um the the basic idea of why most people put it in the water when there's water in front of them, even though it only be twenty five yards away, is because your brain mm-hmm. is thinking, Don't go in the water, but your brain doesn't hear don't, right?
3: That's right. You remember in our last conversation. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, I take notes whenever we talk, Doc it's really good <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so that we're going to talk to jeff we're going to get some tips we're going to talk to dr sales we're going to talk to tin tran and we're going to have you very much entertained for the next hour stick with us we are those weekend golf guys of course we have a facebook page facebook.com slash golf guys we would love it if you were to go there and like us we'd love it even more if you go there and follow us just go there and interact with us facebook.com slash golf guys it seems to be happening so much more often now when I play golf, but I'll get done with 18 holes and I'll come home and, you know, sit down, relax a little bit. And suddenly I get up and the knees hurt and it lasts for a couple of days now. So Omax Health, one of our sponsors, has been telling me to use this cryofreeze CBD roll-on that they've developed for pain. So I said, well, I've got some, I might as well. What the heck, huh? It's triple action pain relief roll-on, specifically formulated to block pain receptors to reduce inflammation and improve muscle and joint flexibility, which is exactly what I needed. It's 100% natural, CBD-powered remedy. It works its magic within 10 minutes of application. That's what it said on the label, and that's actually what happened. And it lasts for about eight hours at a time. It's called CryoFreeze. Go to OmaxHealth.com and enter the code WEEKEND. That is O-M-A-X-Health.com. Enter the code WEEKEND and you'll get 20% off CryoFreeze and anything else site-wide. The bad news is my Red Sox traded Mookie Betts. The good news is he traded him to the Los Angeles Dodgers. So when I go to Phoenix, I'll be able to get up close and personal, maybe even get a Mookie Betts autograph. Uh, you know, he may not be a Red Sox anymore, but that's okay. The Dodgers do their spring training in the Phoenix area. In fact, 15 major league baseball teams do their spring training in the Phoenix area. There are 10 stadiums. They're all within like a 50 mile radius of uh, Phoenix. Great golf courses too. So I can kill two birds with one stone. Bring the sticks, play some great golf, watch some great baseball, bring the kids, go see the Grand Canyon, the Painter Desert, bring the wife, go out, see some concerts. Uh, have some fun nightlife with the local breweries around there. Goldwater Brewing Company. You ever been there? Mm-hmm. Then you know. Check it out for me, please. Visit Arizona.com slash spring training. That is visit Arizona.com, which is a good idea in and of itself. Visit Arizona.com slash spring training. Visit Arizona.com slash spring training. Thanks for hanging and coming back. We are those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Of course, you know us. And we want to introduce you uh, once again to Dr. Gary sales, who is a uh, sports psychologist kind of guy, officially a professor at Indiana university or I'm a professor at Indiana university, but uh, I'm not a sports psychologist. I'm a
3: performance consultant, sports performance consultant and, um, mental skills is what I do, but I do, you know, quite a bit more than that. But, uh, that's the focus that a lot of people uh, hire me for, uh-huh. but um, I help people make the transition when their careers are over or kids coming out of college make the transition into professional sports. A lot of the focus seems to be on, you know, making those mental transitions, but uh, I'm not a sports psychologist. Uh, a lot of people think I am, but uh, I'm not. I'm just a sports
0: performance consultant. Uh, just a meager sports performance consultant. Who yeah, has... just just a meager one, man. Who has, who has a <laughs> lot of secrets that he imparts on a daily basis. So let's talk golf because you're a golfer, you know, golf inside and out. Good friend with, with Mr. Jeff. What is it that you see mentally that most golfers do wrong? They
3: talk themselves into bad games. Um, Bottom line, you know, they're not aware of the, the impact that their thoughts and feelings have on the shot at hand. And when you straighten that out, and I don't do just through talking, I actually take them through it. They feel the emotions. They they sense the thoughts. And then we change them. And then I make them hit the shot again. And then they can see the
0: difference right away. It's like flipping a switch. Does that necessitate having the ability beforehand or is it all mental?
3: Obviously, you know, the skill set does manage. But. You know, if if you're a competent or even an average golfer, mm-hmm. whatever your bad shot is, I can get you to hit a higher percentage of better shots. Cool. There's no such thing as a perfect shot. Even Tiger said he might hit two perfect shots in a round of golf. The thing that I do is I just get them, regardless of what level they're at, to hit a quality shots based on their skill set. And everybody's skill set is different.
0: Yeah, that's true. So, Jeff, what do you see when you say, Hey, I got this guy you got to talk to?
1: Well, interestingly enough, mm-hmm. I have sent two of my absolute favorite students to Doc because they needed to get the pressure that they put on themselves out of their heads. Okay. One of them was my first daughter, Caroline. <laughs> uh-huh. She was headed to college golf. And the other one was my son, Drew, when he was headed to college golf because they both wanted it so badly that they were in their own way Mm. and they needed to hear from a trusted, proven source of how to be more positive, get rid of the pressure that they put on themselves to achieve their goals, to unlock the potential that was in within them. And Doc gave them Mm. each something different, but both of them came out the other side and made it to the, the level of golf that they wanted to be at. Uh-huh. It was fantastic. That's cool. And Doug, I, how do my you- most trusted few uh-huh. got to him.
0: Yeah. Think
1: think about that. That's yeah. a risky move on my part, right? Yeah, it certainly is. A little bit of conversation going on when it's your own children and your own pocketbook that you're messing <laughs> with. <laughs> right? And I'll tell you, they were a pleasure to work with as well. It was one of those things. Caroline was, was the one who uh, thought she had to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And, uh, boy, this is a tough game on perfectionists. It really is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and Doc basically talked her down into saying, hey, let's just stay a little bit more positive and look at what you can do as opposed to what you think you have to do. And all of a sudden, things got better. Things got better. He did something completely different with Drew, and things got better. And it wasn't instantaneous. It took about 30 minutes for that to happen. And it was it was good. He was one of those kids that was willing. You know, I'm sure, Doc, you probably get some people that that kind of come to you and they got a little bit of a they got a little doubting Thomas scenario going. Uh, like, uh, pretty much doing? everybody does.
3: But that's why I I like to take it to the range right away so that they can see the difference, they can feel the difference, they go through it, and I love it when they turn around, look at me, and smile in disbelief.
1: <laughs> yeah, we get the same feelings.
3: Yeah,
0: about that. Yeah. Yeah, it it probably works both the same way for both y'all. But do you evaluate people uh, or do you just trust them to tell you what they're thinking and what they think is wrong?
3: Oh, no, there's a whole diagnostic process that begins before I work with any client. There's uh, multiple interviews. They fill out what is called the MTI, the Mental Toughness Inventory. It measures eight competitive variables, and I know exactly what their score is. Uh, My philosophy is if it ain't broke, don't fix it, and I go immediately to the areas where they score low, and then we uh, work on that and um, get them playing better. But no, I have a lot of information before we ever go to the golf course.
4: Mm.
0: It's got to be rough, though, still, isn't it? You've been doing it long enough that, like you say, you know know what the answers mean.
3: Yes. Is it one of those tests that's hard to fudge? Um, the, it's not really a test as it just asks questions, basically like, you know, what you think and what you feel during different aspects of the game. Like, do you feel pressure when there are spectators watching you play, uh, when you've got a 10 foot putt, do you feel anxious or do you feel confident, you know, um, things like, do you feel pressure from your coach? Uh, you know, do you feel that you have to play perfectly every time? Uh, it, it's not a right or wrong answer. It's your answer. Yeah, so the only issue is that they be as honest with me as possible.
0: I know you You talked me through, and, and we've never met personally, but you, we've had you on the show a couple of times. And I mentioned how I, I mm-hmm. get intimidated when I, when I play with people I don't know. And, <laughs> I hear you. And yep. you, you gave me some great advice that, that, that seems to uh, to work well when I remember to use it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's basically just 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 tell yourself you're showing off
3: yep that's that's i and i think if i told you i was with the milwaukee brewers spring training and after the first day we we broke after lunch and we had a golf outing i was the first person up on the tee i must have had 25 people around me it was a short par four about 325 yards and um you know it got to the point there's this you know this this uh scene in bagger vance where uh Bobby Jones is hitting a tee shot and everybody kind of disappears. Mm -hmm. Well, I not see those guys. I mean, these were the general managers, the coaches, you know, they were all around me and I striped that three wood right down the middle about 300 and after the shot, then I realized, oh, wow, all these people were here. (laughs) But during the shot, I was so into the shot, I forgot that people were watching me.
0: Now, was that a conscious thing or, or can people do that consciously? Basically, it's nothing more than a ritual. And I, I I, that's what
3: this is all about, giving them rituals that help them break through the stress.
0: Because mm. that's
3: the conscious mind is linear. You're either going to think A or you're going to think B. And if you're thinking B and you're fully absorbed with B, A can't get in. That's how the conscious mind works. So I get them, you know, to trust the process, to focus on the here and now, which a lot of uh Sports psychologists teach, and when you're totally focused on the here and now, and you really trust it, you're in a good place. What we call the ideal performance state.
0: Well, most most golfers though, we we stand over the ball, and we've got thought A, thought B, thought C's, C, and D through through F and H.
3: Some have thoughts A to Z, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so funny.
3: <laughs> you would be surprised, man. And 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 they get paralyzed. They can't hit the shot after that.
0: Yeah, yeah. A lot of times you know, it's just the uh, the overanalyzation of paralyzed paralyzation of analyzation or whatever they want to call that there you, yeah paralysis, yes, paralysis, by, paralysis analysis. by analysis
1: yeah right That's yeah right. that is a common thing in in performance and oh, it's my. a common thing that golfers do yep you know we see it all the time the guy's a statue over the ball you know that that mind is just racing full of stupid thoughts yeah right? exactly. well he's he's not focused I'll, on the spot on the ball or he's not focused on the spot in front of the ball he's not He's, he's not giving himself a to do, one to do. He's given himself a lot of, a lot of instructions there.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And that
1: is not happening. Well, That's not a good deal.
3: What I helped him to figure out is, is the following. You know, it's all about error management because it is a difficult game when you think about how, si- the size of the club face, the size of the ball, and how far you're trying to move it. You know, there are a lot of variables that can come into play to create an error. And Tiger said, I hit two perfect shots per round. So this really becomes a game of error management. I teach people to manage their errors rather than a hundred thoughts. I get them to trust, you know, one swing thought that kind of pulls everything together. But the primary focus is the target and the ball and, and a feeling of moving the target to the ball rather than trying to control all of these individual mechanical
0: components because that, that very rarely ever works. Dr. Gary Sales is a sports performance consultant. Uh, Dr. Jeff Smith is a uh, golf instructor par excellence. Me, I'm I'm just a guy who talks for a living. But all three of us are coming back in just a few minutes. Hope you join us. We are those weekend golf guys, don't you move? Of course, we have a Facebook page: facebook.com/slash/golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us: facebook.com/slash/golf guys. I want to talk to you about my wife. She is a critical care nurse, works four 12-hour shifts a week at the hospital. Her niece hurt, and she's tried the icy hots and the Bengays of the world only to say, yeah, I got 20 minutes of relief. That pain is right back again. So I got this bottle of stuff in the mail. This is Omax Health. It's called CryoFreeze CBD. They developed it at Omax Health. It's a non-prescription, triple-action pain relief roll-on, specially formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. All right, so she rolled it on and went to work, came back in the morning, and you know what she said to me? It works. Omax Health is offering our listeners 20% off a full bottle of freeze pain relief roll-on, plus free shipping. Now, the discount also applies to anything, any product, site-wide on their website. Just go to OmaxHealth.com today. Enter the code WEEKEND and take advantage of this incredible savings. That is O-M-A-X-HEALTH.com. And enter the code WEEKEND. You'll get 20% off CryoFreeze and anything else site-wide. OmaxHealth.com. The bad news is my Red Sox traded Mookie Betts. The good news is he traded him to the Los Angeles Dodgers, so when I go to Phoenix, I'll be able to get up close and personal, maybe even get a Mookie Betts autograph. Uh, you know, he may not be a Red Sox anymore, but that's okay. The Dodgers do their spring training in the Phoenix area. In fact, 15 major league baseball teams do their spring training in the Phoenix area. There are 10 stadiums. They're all within like a 50 mile radius of uh, Phoenix. Great golf courses too. So I can kill two birds with one stone. Bring the sticks, play some great golf, watch some great baseball, bring the kids, go see the Grand Canyon, the Painter Desert, bring the wife, go out, see some concerts. Uh, have some fun nightlife with the local breweries around there. Goldwater Brewing Company. You ever been there? Mm-hmm. Then you know. Check it out for me, please. Visit Arizona.com slash spring training. That is visit Arizona.com, which is a good idea in and of itself. Visit Arizona.com slash spring training. Visit Arizona.com slash spring training. Thanks for coming back. We are those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. Dr. Gary Sales, the sports performance consultant, is with us and he is consulting you directly on your sports performance. Performance anxiety. We got it, Ooh. don't we? You know, there's a lot of that going on. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking golf. If a guy like Tiger Woods says, I'm going to hit two perfect shots around maybe, why can't we convince ourselves that it's okay to not be great?
3: I think that's a cultural thing. You know, we're trying to be perfect. We're trying to win. We're trying to celebrate. We're trying to be heroes. We're trying to reach our goals. And when we make errant shots, our subconscious interprets that as you're not reaching your goals. You're not going in the direction you need to go. And then we create a lot of stress. And that stress is literally a function of confidence. You have this gap between what you're trying to achieve and your ability to achieve it. And that gap is the stress that you create when you convince yourself that you can't Close that gap. You can't reach your goals. I can't do it. So there are a lot of different ways to narrow that gap. Obviously you can practice, make the adjustments with the club or your stance and all those kind of mechanical things. But you know, when you're still pushing, pushing, pushing and you're not able to manage your mistakes, which will never, ever, ever go away, then you're, you're, you're asking for trouble. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a matter of Jeff, what was that? It's the quality of your misses. That's that right. is the issue you're not right. the quality of your good shots in other words you're going to miss did that miss cause you to put an extra stroke on your card
1: that's right because what you just said is spot on but i want to add something to that of why people are thinking that they, their their expectation level is so let's say unrealistically high tell us what we see on television every time we turn on golf we the, see highlights that's the good that's shot yeah all we're ever seeing because that's all the TV people are showing us Mm -hmm. is number one, we're watching the best players in the world. So the percentage of great shots to be seen throughout this golf telecast is pretty good anyway. Right. Yeah. But they're only showing us the people who are playing their best. They rarely show us the human moments. They show us a highlight reel all the time. And we begin to think that that's normal. Now, when we watch ESPN and we're watching a highlight reel show on football or basketball or baseball or soccer or something, we know that those are highlights. Because we don't imagine ourselves to be the athlete that we're watching on TV. Mm -hmm. When when we see LeBron James or Michael Jordan performing some crazy, insane maneuver, we don't ever think that we could actually do that. But golf is a bunch of guys wearing long pants, walking around, looking pretty relaxed, and all of a sudden they make a golf swing. And we all think that we can do that. So when, you know, we can kind of identify with them more so than other people, mm-hmm. forgetting about the fact that these guys on TV are, are freaks of nature as well. <laughs> yeah. And so now, given that context that we think that we could do what they can do, and then all we're ever shown is what they do their best, and we don't have any context to how, how much they practice, how long they've done it, how many times that they have succeeded, you know, they've achieved a high level of skill and it all looks so easy. We all think we could do that. So I think that that is also a a big contributing factor to this delusion that many people have about how good they should be. Hmm.
3: Yeah. I had a conversation with Mike Mayer, the uh, men's coach down at Bloomington at IU and he, you know, we had a conversation a few years back and he, you know, his opinion is there are three types of golfers amateurs collegiate and pros and if you're an amateur you should think and play like an amateur and you need to define what that is as a collegiate player and as a pro it's different amateurs you want to end. you want to stop the blow-up numbers with a uh, collegiate player you want to be consistent and you want to try to get a few birdies but if you're a pro it's all about birdies and eagles man and uh that mindset is what it's all about so as an amateur You know, we should be playing to avoid the blow up number that made so much sense because that's when I became a good amateur. Rather than playing like a collegiate kid or a a pro, I just tried to avoid the big number. And I found that's all I needed to do to beat most of the guys that I compete against.
0: And that would entail just being smart, wouldn't it? Yeah.
3: Not going for the rescue shot. But, you know, as your game improves, obviously you go for other things. Like my presentation yesterday, you know, when you improve, you can go for greens and regulation. And the higher the greens and regulation you have, the better to score. Because analytics tell us that greens and regulation is the one uh, variable that impacts the score the most. So that's what I do now. I play for greens. I do whatever I got to do to get 10 or more greens and regulation. Mm -hmm. That's my goal when I go out.
0: Were I to do that it would just mean going and sit up with Jeff again for another thirty minutes or so and learn how to
2: aim. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yep. Or hey, you know, another adjustment is leave the leave the driver in the bag. You know what I mean? Leave mm-hmm. the driver in the bag or whatever. I played this one guy, man. His aim point was always the one fifty marker, and he got out whatever club he needed to get to the one fifty marker. Yeah. And with the one fifty he was always hitting an eight iron into the green. Yeah. And uh it worked for him. Yeah. That, that's what he did.
0: And that's playing smart. That's that's playing within yourself. That's knowing your game. He learned
1: to manage himself. Yes. Yep. yep. That's important. He learned to manage yeah. himself. And, and, and that incidentally, is something that not enough people do.
3: Yeah. Incidentally, I was in that tournament – and uh, he won by seven strokes over over the second place person. Okay, so the works. Uh, we were driving works. the ball past this guy all day long, but he ended up winning tournament by seven strokes. Okay, hey, lesson learned. Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: right. But then again, the the, yeah. the classic the, the classic thing that amateurs do that describes so succinctly how we we basically defeat ourselves. But yes. the the fear that we see standing on a par three over water i mean we know we Mm -hmm. can hit the seven iron we've got uh, at least 150 yards all right but Mm -hmm. there's water from 30 yards to 100 yards and suddenly we start shaking breaking out in a cold sweat and just saying to ourselves god please don't let me don't don't let me put this in the water (laughs) which is the kiss of death
3: and it's that thinking that will make the ball go in the water as opposed to um you know, being a mathematician, you know, front of the green, back of the green, middle of the green, what's the distance, what's my area of recovery, where's my worst miss? And usually your worst miss is nowhere near the water. So, yeah. you know, that's uh, that that's, that's something. And, and, you know, the layout will determine that. So, um, but you got a landing zone and that landing zone, if you figure it out, is pretty generous and it has a calming effect. It'll make a lot of that anxiety go away.
0: Yeah, and especially if you just, just look at things in a positive light. I can yes. put it somewhere well, that's, over that's, there, that's, somewhere yeah, over there. It's what
3: we're thinking. Yeah. Yeah, it's what we're thinking. That's all the process. That's part of the pre shot routine. You know, the left brain, you do all the analytics, you know, club selection, distance, um, landing zone, where I don't want to miss, where I do want it to land, all those things. And then when you come to a decision, you absolutely positively commit to the decision. And then you execute the shot, but you don't address the ball. Until you have committed to the decision, you're confident about your decision, and then you execute your
0: decision. You make it sound so simple, man. What a simple game this is.
3: Yeah, I can. You know, when I'm riding in the cart with you, I got you, man. After three holes, it's trust me, man. After three holes, okay, I got it, Doc. I can take it from here. That's what I usually find, and people just smile at me and say, "Duh," you know. So, but that's all it is. It's, it's kind of like this, man. What do you want? I want to get it on the green. How do I do it? Those are the two questions I ask people to ask on every single shot. What do you want? Which is your target? How are you going to do it? And then it's just a matter of executing your plan. I'm just changing their thinking. I'm changing their approach to the shot. No conversation about the swing. No conversation about the setup or the grip or anything like that. Mm -hmm. They own that. The only thing I'm getting them to do is I teach them how to get out of their own way by focusing their mindset out of their body and onto the course.
0: Can you imagine playing 18 holes with you in one cart and Jeff in the other? That would be pretty
3: interesting, man. That would probably be good. <laughs> you might yeah, actually... That would
0: be a lot of fun. You might yeah. actually have a very decent score by the time the round was over.
3: I mean, uh, Yeah, probably yeah. worth about five or six strokes.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you wouldn't have any money left, but you'd have a great score.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you'd have a heck of a golf game, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> something to yeah. tell the grandkids you know that's how yeah, it goes absolutely so jeff when you deal with with a a client that's got a particular problem that seems to be mental do you use some of gary's techniques or do you just fix the the physical part oh, and absolutely. say go talk to dr sales he's going to take care of you man
1: no 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 you you can't you can't separate the two if you want to be any good at at coaching a person right um yeah because Look, I can get them physically set and get them the physical part of golf done, but that just makes me a technician. But I'm a golf coach. I'm an instructor and I'm a golf coach. So I have to get into what it is that is making them perform or not perform. And it stuns me how often I go right toward the things that Doc talks about all the time. I've been around Doc for a while. I learn. Mm-hmm listen, I understand. I take it in. I put it into the common sense language that he does. And I Jeff Smith it up a little bit. And next thing you know, we're really talking about the performance enhancements that go on because there is technical stuff. There's biomechanical stuff. There are skills that you build. But one of the skills that you build is their ability to manage themselves a whole lot better than they've been managing themselves before they got there. There's a very talented young kid that I'm working with now, wants to play golf at Indiana University, and the skill that he is lacking right now is the how to manage himself part. And, you know, he's struggling a little bit, not much, but a little bit with that, and he has a few of these, let's let's just say that they're not blow up holes, but they're, he manages to scrape it around, but he shouldn't be scraping it.
0: Right. Right.
1: Yeah. This, this kid's got the, the the skills, the physical skills and all the talent to shoot four or five under par when he goes out and does it but then he you know, he, he goes and scrapes it around and shoots 73 to 75. and that's not a physical thing. His physicals are all in place. If his uh, if his mental performance was better, this kid could turn the corner I think- and you know I've been working with him on some of those things that Doc does mm-hmm. and he's coming. That's great. He's really coming. That's
0: great. I think we can refer okay. to this entire show as performance-enhancing conversation. Yes. And that's what, exactly what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with uh, Tin Tran, inventor of a golf bag-quit-card hybrid that's pretty cool. We are those weekend golf guys. Don't you move. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. 5 dollars The number $5GolfGlove.com. It seems to be happening so much more often now when I play golf, but I'll get done with 18 holes and I'll come home and, you know, sit down, relax a little bit. And suddenly I get up and the knees hurt and it lasts for a couple of days now. So Omax Health, one of our sponsors, has been telling me to use this CryoFreeze CBD roll-on that they've developed for pain. So I said, well, I've got some. I might as well. What the heck, huh? It's triple action pain relief roll-on, specifically formulated to block pain receptors to reduce inflammation and improve muscle and joint flexibility, which is exactly what I needed. It's 100% natural, CBD-powered remedy. It works its magic within 10 minutes of application. That's what it said on the label, and that's actually what happened and it lasts for about eight hours at a time. It's called CryoFreeze. Go to OmaxHealth.com and enter the code WEEKEND. That is O-M-A-X-Health.com. Enter the code WEEKEND and you will get 20% off CryoFreeze and anything else site-wide. And thanks for hanging with us. Coming on back, we are all those Weekend Golf Guys. I'm John Ashton. Jeff Smith is out teaching people how to play golf better, which is what he does really well and won awards for it. He is, after all, the number one teacher in the state of Indiana, according to Golf Digest Magazine. Now, we've got another award winner with us, Tin Tran, who has a product that won the most innovative product in the 2018 PGA show. And that's saying something. And this, according to the pictures on the, I saw on the, on the Internet there, Tin was... um Something you did basically in your in your basement at home in your spare time.
5: I was more uh, in my backyard uh, <laughs> during the summer, and <laughs> and when it rains and pours and cold, I move it to the back, uh, to the to the garage and uh, pretty much wake everyone up. <laughs> but I can't get away from that thing, you know. It's uh, I, I would say that was has uh, taken over my life uh, mm-hmm. the last five six years. You know, the first four years or so was fun and just hacking it out. But uh, getting to where I am today took a lot of time and really uh, perseverance. You know, it's very, it's almost impossible to make what I'm trying to make and what I'm trying to bring to the golf game. And um, I did it. So
0: just very, very happy and uh, want to introduce it to everybody. Yeah, this is a golf bag that's also a push cart. It's a hybrid. Um, You can fit two of them together uh, on one golf cart if you decide to ride and it's it's really cool it's got a bunch of stuff in it if you want to walk why i mean what what behooved you to do this, this is my first question what i
5: sure uh I didn't you know I came to America when I was uh, fifteen years old, right. right barely spoken in English, let alone know uh what golf is okay. so when I first took up the game, I was like, okay, my ankle was recovering from basketball uh my friend my friends my basketball friends. Always go to the range and always trying kind to of drag me. I'm like, God, it's for old people. Come <laughs> on, guys. You know, what are we doing?
0: Shit, so
5: sure enough, I, parents, I had nothing better to do okay. so, between classes. I was like, okay, heck, let's go, you know. So I went out there. I was left-handed. So they had like an old persimmon and metal in the middle combo club. That's the only thing that I had left-handed. Put it down. And sure enough, second or third swing in, I clocked it right in the middle. And that was it for me. I yeah, was like, this is awesome. <laughs> and I can't, I can't never, I can never do that again, you know? So I got hooked and you know, a long story short. And then I started getting, trying to get better to beat these guys who think they can golf and uh, just got hooked with the game and uh, started to uh, play more and bought a golf bag and then eventually try to save money on uh, the green fee by walking. So I had to buy one of those push cards and then, mm-hmm where we're carpooling and there's nowhere to put our gear. And, you know, I was like, you know, why don't we seriously, when I bought the golf set, it was, I can hold all 14 clubs in the palm of my hands just at the shaft, you know? So why do we need a bag and a push cart just to lug that around? So I naturally, I wanted to see if I can, uh, make, you know, some sort of bag and cart combo that can do both, you know, collapsible and walking. And once I started you know, seeing it, you know, in my, in my head <laughs> and, uh, with all the scraps that I put together, I'm like, this can be done, you know? So I, uh, I just continued to chip away and finally, uh, I, I was keeping my full time job and, and moving in between jobs. And I was at a good place in my career where I was in marketing. I was at the top of my career, uh, 750 employees and I was the head of the marketing person over there and, uh, just, I just couldn't get away from, from the idea. So I just told my wife, Hey, I really want to do this. You know, I've been working on this forever. I just, I just want to go for it and see how far I can go. Just say, well, yeah, let's, let's go for it. You know, uh, we're okay. You know, so that's where I was at. So uh, I imagine and here I am.
0: In the, in the, the course of, of the, the you know, trip you've taken from, from idea in the back of your head to actually having the product done, at least the, the first one it has to be really frustrating once you get the concept down and you know you've got it exactly what you want. And then there has to be a lag between that time and then finding the ability to actually get it produced. That's got to be frustrating.
5: Man. Oh, totally. Totally. You know, you hear it all the time. I could have thought of that. You know, I could have thought of that. But yeah. what people don't realize is that, uh, you know, you have to grow it in 3D modeling and then you have to prototype it and see how, you know, what it looks like in the computer is, totally different than when you, you know, put it into real shapes with, you know, 3D printer. I mean, when I started, we, 3D printer was not a thing, you know? So right. we, we have to rely on, you know, prints and just looking at the computer, you know? So uh we finally, when we finally bought our 3D printing uh, printer and, and put it all together, I was like, that doesn't make sense. You know, if you can barely put your hand in, in there to, uh, on the push bar you know so right. we have to um keep making changes and with this thing it's like a moving target once you change something it affects something else right. and it's it's so dynamic and complex that um uh, <laughs> it's a nightmare for everybody who worked on it everybody who who i hire and everybody who i fired and just <laughs> <laughs> it's a nightmare but i never i never gave up on it you well, especially know especially for like, marketing you, guy. you either
0: Especially for a marketing guy, because you're you're the one who probably had all kinds of plans and ideas on what to do once the product was done.
5: Totally. If 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 somebody had this already and came to me and say, "Hey, how can we promote this?" I was like, "Yeah, let's do some research and see how we go about it," you know. Mm-hmm. And that's all fun and game, but you need a product, and I was put in position to to nurture this and bring it to life, and it was tough, you know. Uh, I'm not a. I don't have a. An engineering background. My right. engineering background was making toys when I was a kid with sticks and clay and things. Uh, <laughs> because frankly, I can't buy them at the store, right. and that was it. <laughs> you know.
0: So. This is funny. and again, this was twenty eighteen when you took it to the PGA show the first time. That was two years ago. Um, but now, yeah. You've, you've, yeah, now you've got it. It's it's been in mass produced, and you've got them available, right?
5: Totally. We um, after the PGA show, it was. I was purely there just to, like, finally, I was like, this is ready. I'm ready for production. And so I just want to show off the final uh, prototype. We had a booth over there. And after that, you know, it was just more work, you know, from prototyping to production is a nightmare. I'm sorry. Uh, My son is, my son asked me something. That's okay. Oh, the the thing is dead.
0: Yeah. We we allowed
5: children. Will you wait for mom?
0: Tim Trans, our guest here on Weekend Golf, guys, he is the inventor, the developer, the uh, head salesperson for Trans Rover, which is a, uh, a push cart golf bag um, hybrid that's really kind of cool. And you've got to go to TransRover.com. You know, go there right now if you're listening and just check this thing out because I don't think I could do justice uh, verbally describing it. But it's got thing you could possibly want – And you can fit two of them side by side on the back of a golf cart if you decide you want to actually ride. Sure. It's it's like – One thing I must say. Sure.
5: Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. Um, When people see this for the first time, Mm -hmm. uh, two things. One is um, I have a golf bag. I'm fine with a golf bag. Um, I have a push cart. I don't need another push cart. So it's very hard for me to find somebody who needs a bag and a cart together at the same time. Mm Mm-hmm. But for those that can see it through, we're not talking about just walking the whole golf course, right? We're talking about just walking from anywhere having to do with lugging your equipment to a place where you can play golf, either or practice golf, either at the driving range or across the parking lot in the summer heat, just to get to the clubhouse. And that's why they have these backdrops and uh, you know people cheat and and drive there. I, I, I'm sure you've done it, you know, drive the electric cart from the clubhouse to your car just to drop off the bag. All these people that uh, find the bag that don't realize it, but the bag is, is quite a hassle yeah. to lug it around. So that's why I, I made it like this. In fact, and uh, to, when to, people see it, it just makes sense.
0: To point out that story, I was at a golf course last week that had a huge sign that said, no golf carts allowed in parking lot. And it was like, <laughs> totally. Well, man, how, how the heck <laughs> yeah. am I going to get my stuff put away? I mean, I know I can drop it off at the bag drop <laughs> on the way in, but how am I going to get it when I'm done, man? It was totally, it was a totally. Yeah. It, and this thing takes
5: literally, John, uh, I perfected it now down to uh, three and a half seconds to set it up and yeah. about four seconds uh, to fold it back down. So, um, in the time that it takes for you to drag your shoes out of the trunk and put them on, uh, I'm already done setting everything up yeah. and walking to the first tee.
0: Yeah. And you're so. being obnoxious about being already and stuff. Come on, man. so
5: that's what what this is about i think this is the way to um, organize your club and uh, configure your gear and and transport it on and off the course it's just a new way to to look at how to carry your gear i think everybody who plays golf will just um, automatically get a golf bag by default and i think that's just natural for everyone but if you give this a chance you're starting to see the versatility of Right. Of the way you play the game.
0: Yeah. It, you can carry them. You can you can use it uh, on the course. You can use it on a card. You can use it to store them in a garage. All kinds of little uh, little compartments and nifty things to put in there it even has a, a a cooler built in that can carry six cans, which you buy at the <laughs> course and do not bring with you from outside. Okay, I'm just pointing that out. Yes, yes. Unless unless
5: you make your own beer and they don't sell it there, you know, that's all right. You go talk okay. to you go talk to somebody. I actually had a customer say, Yo, "I'm not cheating, but you know, they don't sell this beer, and I make them." So I'm yeah. like, "Yep, yeah.
0: you go ahead, you do whatever you want. That's it's not right. on me." That's, that's right. You, you can describe that, and you can you can justify it later if you need to. Um, actually, sure. I think a lot of people who are listening right now probably more interested in knowing right now to. Did you ever beat those guys who, uh, introduced you to the game? Oh
5: God, they have no chance. I mean, <laughs> uh, after my ang- <laughs> I don't mean to be conceited, but, uh, Yeah, I'm 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 a low I'm a low single. I'm at 3.8, and uh, they're still trying to crack 90. You know, so I haven't I haven't talked to them because of that reason. I'm (laughs) kidding. (laughs) We all moved on and do things with our life. Golf wasn't their thing. They just wanted to do something else besides uh, basketball because we can't be between classes and get sweaty. So uh, yeah. golf was a uh, natural for us to just go kill uh, half an hour or 45 minutes in between classes. Yeah. That's, that's what, what we to did. To people, and man. thank God I did, because there's no way I would have thought that this is the route that I'm going to go with the rest of my career. You know, yeah, that's, it's been over ten, almost 10 years
0: now. Strange how life kind of uh, moves along and drags you with it, isn't it?
5: Hmm? Uh, totally. Yeah. It's like the game of golf, you yeah. know.
0: that is it uh again it's called the trans rover uh you can see it in action at transrover.com you can order one if uh you understand why you need one of these um he's got a bunch of videos up there too tin tran um you know thanks thanks for showing up uh in the united states we we appreciate it they don't do other than japan and now beginning in china there's not not a whole lot of golf played in uh in asia is there southeast asia
5: Oh, this is growing quite a bit. I mean obviously uh Korea, but uh (laughs) Thailand, Vietnam, (laughs) uh beautiful, beautiful courses. Yeah, golf is quite a sport these days. Yeah. uh, all over the world. It's
0: fantastic. It's gonna bring people together too, man. It'll just
5: Sure. I'm I'm just happy that I uh have something to contribute to this uh beautiful game, you know, just like you, just trying to reach out to to more golfers uh every day and help grow the game. So uh just leaving our mark.
0: Well, that's man, and when I saw this uh, message from you, me, Tim, I, I just knew this was a this was a pretty cool story. Wanted to get a little more into it, and I uh, appreciate you coming on and spending some time with us here on those weekend golf guys. Thanks for having me, John. Yeah, I can see what's going to happen. I'm going to get one of these things, in and I'm going to start walking because hey, it's healthy, all right. And then you're going to get to about the sixth or seventh hole, and your knees are going to start hurting, and you go, "What am I doing?" Well, what you're doing is you're trying to be healthy. Come on, let's admit it. It's more healthy to walk than it is to ride. Plus, you can play quicker. So what you need to do is get get you some cryo-free CBD roll-on. It's developed by Omax Health, and it is for pain. It is non-prescription, triple-action pain relief roll-on, specially formulated to block the pain receptors. This is what it's for. Sore knees. Ask Kyle Stanley. The PGA Pro, he uses it both on and off the course, too. Omax Health is offering our listeners 20% off a full bottle of CryoFreeze CBD pain relief roll-on, plus free shipping. you got to try this stuff, man. It's like miracle drugs. This discount also applies toward any of the products site-wide. Just go to omaxhealth.com, enter the code WEEKEND. That's O-M-A-X-HEALTH.COM. Enter the code WEEKEND. You'll get 20% off CryoFreeze site-wide.
2: Hang out. We'll be right back.
0: It seems to be happening so much more often now when I play golf, but I'll get done with 18 holes, and I'll come home and, you know, sit down, relax a little bit, and suddenly I get up and the knees hurt, and it lasts for a couple of days now. So, Omax Health, one of our sponsors, has been telling me to use this cryofreeze CBD roll-on that they've developed for pain. So I said, well, I've got some. I might as well. What the heck, huh? It's triple action pain relief roll-on, specifically formulated to block pain receptors to reduce inflammation and improve muscle and joint flexibility, which is exactly what I needed. It's 100% natural, CBD-powered remedy. It works its magic within 10 minutes of application. That's what it said on the label, and that's actually what happened and it lasts for about eight hours at a time. It's called CryoFreeze. Go to omaxhealth.com and enter the code WEEKEND. That is O-M-A-X-HEALTH.com. Enter the code WEEKEND and you will get 20% off CryoFreeze and anything else site-wide. If you're in sales, you know that people buy things from people they know, they like, and they trust. It can take forever to build that kind of a relationship unless you use golf. Business golf is the quickest way to build trust with your clients and potential customers. TheBusinessGolfCourse.com. Go there now and check it out. Yes, it is us, John Ashton, Jeff Smith, Dr. Gary Sales, all together again, those weekend golf guys. And again, as we said, performance enhancing conversation. Take what you have heard to heart or to head or to brain or wherever it is you, you take and file the stuff away because this is the stuff that's going to make you better. A couple of things I heard that I had to write down that golf is a game of error management. Make fewer mistakes and don't make big ones. There you go. And golf is the quality of your misses. You know, that's great too. That's misses, mm-hmm. not misses as in Mr. And. Okay. So don't. <laughs> So this comes down. Now, one of the things, uh, Dr. Sales, that uh, Jeff and I are going to be doing soon is, is a, a seminar on how to use golf effectively for business. And a lot of that's got to be mental. Because if you're, if you're out there trying to impress somebody, maybe not impress them with your golf, but impress them with yourself, that's going to add an extra layer of pressure on top of you.
3: Yes, yes. And I'll tell you something that's really interesting. Two summers ago, a young man who's a golfer and I, we did a presentation at a conference on the business side of golf. And when we did our research, you know, two things that we discovered. Number one, when you're playing golf, you're not talking about business. Mm-hmm. They're trying to feel each other out, honesty, integrity, temperament. Uh, they're using golf as a way to get to know each other to determine, do I want to do business with this? Listen to this. Person, not company. Person. So, do you know? Do you take a mulligan? Do you roll over? Do you cheat? Do you brag about your game? Bottom line, you know, they're they're look they're feeling each other out. I didn't know that. I I you know before going in, I thought that when they were out there on the course, they were talking business, but they're not talking business at all. They're really trying to get to know each other as humans to see if they want to establish. A business relationship. I thought that was very, very enlightening.
0: It is. And that's exactly what some of the stuff we're going to be talking about too. And just go to, uh, uh, thebusinessgolfcourse.com and you can get all the information on what's going on there too. Go to thoseweekendgolfguys.com and you can uh, check us out. Any of the uh, shows you may have missed are all archived there. You, uh, we have a Facebook page and we would love you to follow us on Facebook. It is facebook.com slash golf guys. How about that, huh? We're going to get our mind right. We're going to get our game right. So we're going to listen to Dr. Sales. We're going to listen to Jeff Smith. Then we're going to go out and we're going to play some golf. For this week's bonus content, we go all the way back to February of 2016. I had just come back from the PGA show with a brand new Seymour putter that had been fitted to me, and we go down to a good friend of ours here in town at Doe Valley Country Club, Mike LaFrance, who is a authorized Seymour putter fitter, and asked him what exactly happened. And welcome back to the Encore Golf Studios. you got to check out that new ball. It's almost March, the Avant Ball. The imperative form of the Italian word to go, Avanta. And, uh, and it does, Avanti. too. I've used it, and it, and it, does, yeah. and it does well. But anyhow, the Encore Golf Studios, welcome in. John Ashton here in the very same aforementioned studios. Jeff Smith in the uh, in the Mobile Golf Guy studio somewhere in the hinterlands of Tennessee. And we're going to go down to a buddy of ours, Mike LaFrance from Doe Valley Country Club in Brandenburg, Kentucky. And one of the reasons why we're going to go to him is because he is a friend of ours, so he answers our phone calls. Uh, with no questions asked. Which, that's great. But he's also uh, a member in good standing of the Seymour Putter Institute, which, oh, yeah. which means you, you can explain to me what the uh, the guy at the PGA show named Corey was doing for 30 minutes as he kept handing me different putters and told me to stroke this ball over here and hit this ball over here and try to miss the cup. That What what was he doing?
2: Well, I think the, ba- the basic thing that they're trying to do is, number one, get the correct length that's. That works for you. Mm-hmm. Length is a key thing, and then uh, after you, the, the right comfort of the length, then they're looking at the lie angle of the putter to make sure the lot the putter lies flat to the ground, so that uh, you, the toe is not up or the heels not up. It just lies flat. And when I'm looking at a Seymour, because a Seymour putter, when you you lean over and you're looking at the the rifle scope technology that you're supposed to cover up the red dot. Right. And the putter has to lay flat so that the toe doesn't dig in or the heel so that the putter, when you're swinging that putter or stroking it, it doesn't tend to flare open or close when you're putting.
0: You know, I was playing golf with a guy the other day, and I noticed he's got one of these, you know, super-duper, like I used to have B1 bomber kind of looking putters with all kinds of uh-huh. wings and stuff on it. But his toe was elevated, not the toes of his foot, the toe of his putter.
2: Putter. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I kind of wanted to say, I don't think you're supposed to do it that way, buddy. <laughs> but I didn't. I kept my mouth shut because what do I know?
2: But the only thing, but I can also say this, in our recollection of past history, remember Ioki, I say uh and he was, you know, close with Nicholas and all those guys, but he putted, and the putter leaned on the heel of his putter, and the toe stuck way up. I mean... But that's the way he did it.
0: I guess if but it if it works for you,
2: if it works, I mean you've practiced hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. But the easy thing with the with the Seymour putter is by getting the putter to the lay flat, and you use the rifle scope technology, which is cover up the red dot, and when you stroke the ball, your stroke is going to be more is going to be more consistent, and that's what yeah. that does for you. So. But also by lying flat, it's not going. The toe won't catch, nor will the heel. And you should, and your putter should be coming through straight on the line that you're aiming on.
0: Yeah, we need to get like a laser scope on those things. Right. I mean that one rifle one. scope is cool and it helps a whole lot. But
2: it helps a whole lot.
0: You know, maybe a homing device. <laughs> we could work on that, Jeff. You were about <laughs> to you're about to jump in, man. You you've got kind of a funky uh, s- setup with your with your own putter, but uh, jump on in here with te- teaching expertise. You
4: well, know, you were making mention of, uh, of people that putt uh, with the toe in the air, and, and Mike certainly chimed in with this Aoki, one of, the, one of the greatest putters. It was certainly angled very much with toe in the air. The, the thing that everybody needs to know is you have to aim significantly right because when the toe is in the air, the putter face is actually pointed further left, and that's something that, that John, you need to remember. Uh, but now that you've been fit properly for your, your Seymour putter, that you might not have to remember that anymore.
0: Yeah, that's one but, of the things uh, I've, I'm going to forget know.
4: now. Well, now it's you know with the putter laying flat on the ground, it's going to be easier for you uh, of aiming it where you think you should be aimed. I need to get because both. Because that putter is flat on the ground and it's, it it's is. seated properly. Yeah,
0: and, and it's much easier to aim, but I need to get both y'all's opinion on this. I got I got the giant, and the head on this putter is massive. It's It's not quite as big as my head. There is nothing as big as my head. Okay, you can okay. ask I was just anybody. To a frame of reference there. But the head on this putter is is very very large and it's also heavy. And that's one of the questions I asked, you know, do you like a light putter? Do you like a heavy putter? I like a heavy putter. It it just for some reason it feels more comfortable to me. But is the size of this head just for the weight or is there something else that it's going to help me with because the head is so large?
2: There's two things. I think it's for easier alignment, but mm-hmm. it might be because of the weight if you want a heavier putter. Yeah. A Couple of years ago, there was a company that was called Heavy Putter, and that was supposed to give you a smoother stroke. So it's possible.
0: One of the things we ran into down the PGA show for the second consecutive year is the Cure Putter, which you can actually add yeah. weight to, and that that too has a massive
4: head. It does. Which um, which one?
0: The so, cure, cure. the Cure, as in you know oh,
4: the Cure. cure putter, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Cure what ails you,
4: John? One of the things I think about, uh, John. One of the things I think about when you're talking about this massive putter, try to imagine it being harder to move because the weight is even further out. So think of it as a Titanic and what it would take to try to, to quickly steer the Titanic one direction or the other. It would be slow to twist, wouldn't it?
0: Mm, Okay.
4: That's one of, that's one of the things that they get these bigger putters like we mentioned the cure putter right there. If you remember on the cure putter when you can add weight to it, it's always on the toe or on the heel and the farther away it is, right, the harder it is to twist.
0: Yeah, right. so once you once you go through the alignment process with the with the rifle scope, which is really cool, man, it's red dot at, at the heel of the putter head, mm-hmm. just just cover it up with the shaft and wherever the line on the putter head is aiming, that's that's where you are square to. So rather yep. than having to do a two-element a two element alignment to the cup, all you have to do is a one-element alignment. You just have to make sure that you are aiming where you want to aim. You no longer have to first aim where you want to aim and then make sure that the putter head is square so that you actually hit it to where you're aiming. Makes it m- much easier. And not twisting anywhere as easily, that's that's a good point and uh, probably is the reason – and much appreciated on the part of amateurs who have no idea what they're doing once they start that
4: backswing with a putter.
2: Yeah, that's it. the toughest Sometimes thing Sometimes about... it's a really
4: good idea for them not to know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if they're thinking about it, they're going to have a hard time making any any flowing, easy-moving stroke. Sometimes people think too much, and then their hands start to wobble around, and they start to twist the putter and do things because they're actually thinking about it, actively thinking that they're trying to do something in their backswing and. Boy, that's a rough thing. Yeah, It's a rough thing. It's much easier to set it up properly um, for your body and for your eyes and then just kind of let the stroke just flow through. It's so much easier.
0: Mike, you guys have been thinking down there. You've got, when I was reading, uh got, got your email today, a, a one-club tournament yeah. this weekend. That's That sounds like fun. I've never played in one of those. But actually, it's a two-club because you do get to take a putter with you, you get too, to right? You
2: use your putter. Basically, yeah. Basically, we we're gonna we were gonna have this at our New Year's Day event, but I had some people that didn't want to play it, so I <laughs> rescheduled it for Valentine's, and it was actually going to be last Saturday, but it was seventy degrees, so I didn't. So this week it's only going to be fifty. So the players that want, but it's a very fast format. But whatever club you pick, that's the one you have to hit all your shots with. Whatever shot you have to do, and then it's an alternate shot A B C D. So the A player starts the hole. And the B player hits the second, C hits the third, so on and so forth. Whoever puts out, the next player has to drive with whatever club they have chosen. Ah. And a couple of years ago, I had a senior guy. He chose a pitching wedge as his club. I don't know why, <laughs> but but he chose a right? pitching wedge as his club, and he had to drive on six of the holes out of eighteen. <laughs> so it, you know, I said, well, but it's a it's a fun it's just a fun fast format. Uh people requested to want to play it, so we're going to do it.
0: Now, when, when, with the alt shot, alt shot I've always thought is the best way in the world to lose friends. Um, you, I, I got the impression from the email that you put the teams together. You can't just bring four people and say, okay, right. we're a team.
2: Right. This is going to be a blind draw, A, B, C, D. Yeah. <laughs> so, you got, so you don't have to be with your friends. You, I'm going to put you with somebody and, well... <laughs> There you
0: go. I guess mm-hmm. I guess that that goes back to Clint with hey punk you feeling lucky? <laughs> yeah,
2: feeling
0: lucky. No, well, it's going to be fun. Yeah, drinking heavily prior to. Oh, yeah, I give
2: them Valentine's beverages at the beginning. <laughs> I won't tell you what. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, there but, we go. But they're red. That's all that counts, red. man. Yeah, all right. They're red. So, right.
0: Mike LaFrance with the uh, Dove Valley Country Club down in Brandenburg. Uh, Kentucky. And uh, if you're in the area, it's just another one of those fantastic golf courses that we have all over this state. If you're traveling, I mean, it's it's not too late. We still see Michigan cars all over the interstate here on their way to Florida. Give yourself a couple days and stop and play some of the golf courses that you're going to come across driving down the highway here in uh, in the Kentucky area and the Tennessee area before you get down to Florida where all the golf courses look alike and they're overpriced this time of year so i'm just saying i'm just saying but uh check it out mike thanks for spending some time with us here I man appreciate your call and we'll uh, we'll be down there in a little bit man i'm not all gonna right. i'm not gonna do a one club but uh at least not hey, this week. you weekend. might want
2: to come for the green beer open
0: that all oh, that altogether is a possibility short green beer open, short an and-
2: individual stroke play play your own ball
0: Sure, in Bogor, we may see you on St. Patty's Day, man.
2: St. Patrick's Day, Green Beer Open, March
0: 19th. Sounds good to me. Thanks, Mike. All right. Take it easy. Thank man. you, guys. All right. And we will be right back. Don't you move. We are those weekend golf guys. You can always follow us on Twitter. It is twitter.com at WKND Golf Guys. On Twitter, that's
1: where we are. We do stuff every once in a while. That's absolutely worthwhile.